Hey, everybody, it's S. Anthony. How are you doing? How are you doing, my friends? Look, I just want to say right now, uh, once again, I want, to po- I want to apologize for the sound quality. I'm literally having to do this on my phone. This is episode number 459. This is June 5th. And normally, like I said, I would be recording this with my home equipment. But it's more important for me to make sure that I maintain my schedule. Because I like talking to you weirdos. And I wanted to talk about something that happened. I was talking to a person who was in a relationship, a friend of mine, a younger person. And he was really kind of weirded out by the fact that now that he's been married for a, a period of time, it's not as exciting anymore. Right? And his wife, it's not as exciting anymore. And it's true. It's not as exciting anymore because when you're around something or someone all the time, it becomes normal. I've known people that were dating someone that you know, was their dream person, super good looking, this, that big, perfect body, perfect, this perfect, that. And it was incredible. And everybody was drooling over their significant other. Oh, I wish I had a man or a woman like that. Oh, I wish. Ooh. And that's because you're just thinking about the perfect side of them. You only see them when they come out of the house. You only see them after they've shaved. You only see them after they've you know, groom themselves. That's what you see. You don't see them in the morning when the breath stinks. You don't walk into the bathroom after you after them and wonder if somebody boiled dead cat buttocks. You don't have to deal with that. And so if you live with someone, and I've lived with women before, if you live with someone, and I've lived with women before, you realize that it's not exactly the same. When you were dating, you only saw each other on the weekends. The stress of work has been washed off. You see each other Saturday night. You've had a day to get over the stress of work. She shaved her legs and you shaved your face. Everybody's all bath, bath, then showered. You took the shower and the bath that you take. It's the same shower and bath that you take when you go to the doctor is the one you take when you know you're going to be having sex later. It's the sex shower. It's the sex bath. And you don't take that every day. Of course you don't because you're not having sex every day because you're dating, but you don't live together. So when you see that person, when you see that person, all they see is you in the mindset of you're definitely going to get some loving at the end of this dinner, this movie, this play, this event. You're in a good mood because you know what's coming at the end of it. No pun intended. <laughs> yes, it was. Because if you know you're going to have some action, you're having a great day. I know what it's like to to wake up on a Saturday and know that before the sun comes down, I'm going to be on top of or underneath or behind a gorgeous woman that I love very much. And she's thinking the same thing. Oh, she's going to have some dude pleasing her for hours at a time. Yes, I said hours. I'm S. Anthony. (laughs) Don't, don't, don't hate. (laughs) Jealous. Back to me. You know what I'm saying? But on a day to day basis, you're not thinking that way. You're thinking, oh, I got it go antiquing. Well, I hate antiquing. Man. Oh, I got to wax the daggone floor. I forgot I have to go and rent the floor waxer. Oh, I got to go out and mow the daggone lawn. Oh, man. Oh, I forgot to get the whatever. She's going to be mad at me and I'm going to have to listen to that crap all day. I have to get back, get back. Oh, he for- I forgot to get back. He's going to come home whining like a punk. And you got to deal with all of that crap. So you're not thinking about the love. And you know the love may or may not happen at some point. But on that Saturday night when you're dating, you know it's going to happen. Why? Because if she's not really re- ready to boom, boom, jiggy, jiggy, boom, the boom, jiggy, jiggy with it, she'll say something like, oh, I'm going to have to make a rain check because um, I have to do these files at work. And as a young guy, you're disappointed. Oh, but as you get a little older, you're like, wait a minute. How come you always got to do work? 
the 27th, 28th, and the 29th of every month. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sometimes it's like, I don't even want, they don't even want you around if you're not going to be able to get it on with, with them. And if they're on their period, they don't want you touching them. They're like, get off me, get away from me. And you know what I'm talking about if you've been married or you live with a woman, you're getting it on regularly. And when she's on her period, she's like, don't even look, the bottom of half of my body doesn't exist to you. And neither does the part of my body that's not the bottom half. Don't touch me. We're, we're going to be friends without benefits for four days. Shut up and get off me. You know what I'm saying? And that's fine. Right? No big deal. But the thing is, when you're all there all the time, it's not as special because they're there all the time. If you get a brand new luxury vehicle, yay, you sit there dreaming about whatever your dream car is. Lexus, Tesla, Maserati, whatever it is. But when you get the car, after about 90 days you've been driving it around, is it really special anymore? No, it's not a Maserati. It's your car. So when you go to the corner store to get some cigarettes or you drive to the seven eleven to get a cup of coffee or you drive to the store to pick up some ham pick up some hamburger meat, you drive in your Maserati. Not as glamorous when you're taking bags out of it from the supermarket as it was when you drove home from the dealership, purposely turning your radio up so people would turn around and see you in the car. Then you're wearing sunglasses that have the same name as your car. You look to the left, you look out the window like your dad going right, I'm driving a Maserati. Or whatever your favorite car is. Or if you're not a rich person, maybe you had a junker car and you're just as proud of your Toyota Camry that's from the same year that you're in. You, It's 2023 and your Toyota Camry's a 2023. You're daggone right. You're proud of that car because before you were driving something that sucked, but now you got something that's good. And it's one of those, you know, those Toyotas are. That car will still be on the road in the year 3027. You know what I'm saying? But once you've been driving it for 90 days, it just becomes your car. It's nothing really special about it. And that's how it is in relationships. You were dreaming about jumping on top of your girlfriend. You were dreaming on job, jumping on top of your boyfriend all week long in anticipation. And now you're married and you're living there and they're there all the time. Ooh, that applies to everything. Applies to food too. I remember when I was younger, and I was doing, and I had moved outside of my hometown. In my hometown, there was a bakery that made a chocolate mousse cake, which to this day, even though the place no longer exists, that was the best chocolate mousse cake I've ever, ever had. And whenever I would come back to my hometown or go down to my hometown or drive across to my hometown, if I was doing gigs in my hometown, I would get there early. Because there was a place in that mall or that gallery, whatever it was at the time, that had great Chinese food, some of the best Chinese food I've ever had, and also that chocolate mousse cake. But it was really about the chocolate mousse cake. Oh, yeah, I said it. So I would get there and I would get the chocolate mousse cake, man. And I would eat, you ever, you ever see a, in a TV commercial where a person is a little bit too erotic with the cake, like, making all those faces and licking the fork a little bit too hard, that kind of thing. That's how you were with this chocolate mousse cake. And because I didn't get to eat it that often, because I didn't play my hometown that often at that time, because I was doing other places, when I got back into my hometown, I was thinking about that chocolate mousse cake in the car if I was driving back, or in the train if I was riding back. Right? Right? 
You there were times that I would be with a beautiful sister in bed and I'm looking down at her and I'm not fantasizing about Halle Berry or anything like that. I'm fantasizing about that woman being the chocolate mousse cake. And on occasion, I'd have some of that chocolate mousse cake and I'd spread it across her. <laughs> None of your business, mind. Just shut up. Back to the story. So it was special when I got that chocolate mousse cake. It was incredible when I got that chocolate mousse cake. I loved that chocolate mousse cake. But when I moved back near my hometown, like I am now, near my hometown, like I am one state away from my hometown, 28 minutes away from my home, no more, like 38 minutes from my hometown, I could get that chocolate mousse cake whenever I wanted to, vi- whenever I visited a relative, which was often. And I'd go in and I'd grab that chocolate mousse cake. Yeah. And I had it on Monday. Oh, yep, yep. This is the best cake. It was Tuesday. Yeah, this cake's the good. By the time it was Friday, I was like, get that crap out of my face. There were times that I would get that chocolate mousse cake. I'd buy two of them so I could have one that I eat in the car on the way home and one in the refrigerator for later. And there was a time, there was a time and I didn't realize it. When I looked in the refrigerator and there were four slices of chocolate mousse cake because I knew it was there and I'd get around to it. There's one in the refrigerator. I'll get to it. A couple of them were in the refrigerator so long they didn't taste any good because they had pretty much gone bad. Why? I love that chocolate mousse cake. Still, as I said to this day, it is by far the best tasting chocolate mousse cake I had ever had in my life. But it wasn't special anymore because it was right there. They didn't change the formula. It didn't taste any different. It was just there. It was still delicious. Right? Your wife is still delicious. If you went on a trip for two weeks, couldn't smell your wife's hair, couldn't put your mouth on her shoulders, couldn't put something else someplace else. Oh, by the time you came home, you would realize just like that chocolate mousse cake, how delicious your wife actually is because you'd smell her hair and you'd put your mouth on your shoulder, her shoulder and you'd put something else someplace else and you'd go, man, I miss doing this. I remember a guy, no, not a guy, I was watching a PBS special called American Masters. It was about James Brown. Reverend Al Sharpton comes out and he's talking about his close relationship with James Brown. And I'm paraphrasing this a bit, but James Brown said something along the line of he didn't want his regarding his music. He didn't just want to be heard. He wanted to be felt. And what I, when, when, what I interpreted that to mean is it's not just about throwing some music out there and just getting it done. I want people to savor the moment. I want people to savor the content. I want the content to mean, mean something for me and I want it to mean something for the audience. That's how I interpreted it. And that's what happens in a relationship, man. Right? That's what happens in a relationship. Don't just jump on top of her because she's there. Don't just jump on top of them because they're there. Don't take them for granted. Realize how important it is that you found somebody that you care enough about that you want to live in a house with their dumb ass. And they are special. And what you expected has been raised because you love this person. You, you've done really wonderful things to each other's genitals for the, over the course of years. You've essentially trained that person 
to do to your genitals exactly what you want done to your genitals. And you've been trained. You have a master's degree in her genitals and she has a master's degree in your genitals. And you both move quickly to a PhD in the other person's genitals. And you've gotten used to it. If you do something dumb, like go off and take another class in someone else's genitals, it's going to be exciting because you're learning something new. Hey, she likes some of the stuff that I did to my wife's genitals, but some other things I'm doing to her genitals that I didn't ever do to anyone's genitals. And I'm learning a new skill. But you don't realize, my friend, that it's just chemicals in your brain. It's new. It's exciting. But you know what's going to happen about three months later? It's going to calm down just like it did with your wife. So why would you go and do something else? Nah. When I got that chocolate mousse cake, and I'm not equating necessarily directly <laughs> chocolate mousse cake with uh, <laughs> your significant other's genitals. But what I'm saying is I overdid it and I took the mousse cake for granted by just going and grabbing it and throwing it in the refrigerator. I didn't have to do that. You know, if, if you're on a diet... And you eat well five days a week. And then at the end of the week, on a Sunday during a football game, you have a couple pieces of pizza, or in my case, a chocolate, slice chocolate mousse cake. You get an opportunity to savor the chocolate mousse cake. You don't overload it. So when you're with somebody, you know, you don't necessarily need to be in each other's face all the time. Go out and have some interests. Go do some stuff. Have a hobby. Have a separate set of li- have a se- have separate lives, not in a romantic sense, but maybe she likes pottery and you like kickboxing. Go watch kickboxing with your boys, you know. And she can go do some pottery, or maybe she likes kickboxing. You like pottery? Who knows? Let's not be gender specific. Have those interests that are just for you, because when you have that crap that's just for you, and it's not something that threatens the relationship, and the other person knows it's not something that threatens the relationship. I, on the other hand, I'm not seeing anybody right now, but they know I got podcasting, comedy, and content creation that I do. That whoever I'm dating, whoever she is, is not necessarily involved in. And whoever, whatever she's doing, she may be taking an art class. She may be working out at the gym someplace or whatever. And I'm not involved in that necessarily. And you have those friends. Once again, as long as it's not something that threatens the relationship, it's a cool thing because there's some independence there. And because you're not always in each other's face and because you're not sitting there staring at each other and looking at the wall, you come back with stories to tell the other person. You come back with the energy of being outside and hanging out with other people. You get the best parts of being around other people without the damaging part, right? Like if I'm hanging out with my boys, I'm hanging out with other people doing other things that don't involve my wife and I'm happy and having a great time. And when I come back, I come back in a good mood. I'm out there getting on with another woman. That's not productive. She's not out there getting it on with another guy. She's hanging with her friends, doing something. And when we come back, we miss each other. And there you go. It's the same chocolate mousse cake, but now there's been some space between slices and you miss the slice and you want to put your fork in and slob it down. Right? So that's all I was saying to him. People, you know, people are kind of like chocolate mousse cake. And in my case, the ladies I dated are definitely like chocolate mousse cake. And on many occasions, 
they're covered in chocolate mousse cake because I like to spread it on their big juicy. <laughs> Mind your business. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying, my friends. So do me a favor. Because if you got this far, and you did, do me a favor, because this podcast is over. Do me a favor. Rate this podcast, my friends. Five stars, please. Review this podcast. Glowing reviews. Oh, yeah. If you like this podcast, and you do, recommend it to your friends and family. Please do that. If you're not subscribed, please do. If you're listening on Spotify, follow the podcast. Or if you're listening on any kind of pod player, Whatever the equivalent of following is, do that. If you if you see me on social media, and you should, look me up, S. Anthony Thomas. I'm all over the place. Do me a favor. If you see me on social media and you see some crap that I do and you dig it, and you do, please retweet, reblog, reshare. Okay? I would appreciate that. But the thing I appreciate the most, my friends, is the fact that for almost a decade, you've been coming back to listen to this really weird man (laughs) known as S. Anthony Thomas. But just know that this man, S. Anthony Thomas, me, appreciates you and has a lot of love for you. And I will see you again next time, my friends. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for always coming back. And much love to you. Take care.